nurses and doctors, influencers and content creators, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Jen Diz. And that's Mike TV. Today we'll be welcoming our friend Scott, aka Disneyland Nurse, to talk to us about Disney fandom controversies and play a fun game of this or that Disney Parks Edition. Mike, we have one of the coolest guests coming on the show today, Scott, and I can't wait till he gets here, but I think we have a little bit of time before he shows up. So I just wanted to say you are coming to visit soon, and I am so excited, but there's also some other reason that I just realized, and I'm wondering if you remember what it is Ooh, that is very okay. helpful that we're together next week. Let me see. So we are going to Disneyland in a couple weeks, right? Is it next week? Right. A couple weeks. Next week. You'll be here next week, but we aren't going to be in Disneyland until the following, following week. week right? <laughs> Ooh, and how fun. It was the first time I thought we should bougie it up. And we're going to be at Grand Californian. So I know. There I know. you go. I am so excited. <laughs> We've I've only stayed there one other time, and it was for only to get into Galaxy's Edge. And, and we, we how were, long were we there? Like four hours? We were supposed <laughs> to be at Paradise Pier and they get, upgraded us. That us. was the best. Yeah. Remember, they're like, do you mind if we... We're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't mind. Um, let me try to think. Okay, so we're both going to be there. We could probably record stuff together. Right. I'll give you a hint. Okay. I, I already feel you're going in the wrong direction. Oof. This is before we get to Disneyland. Oh. Um... Okay, and it's something that we do together every other year, pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID. We only do it one time every other year. It takes like maybe an hour. Oh my gosh, I hate <laughs> when I can't answer these fun questions. So it's not Escape Room. It's not Scream, which comes out <laughs> this Friday or next Friday. <laughs> nope, I, I'm lost. What is it? D23 tickets go on sale Holy while you're here. Moly. Oh my gosh. So we're going to be together looking through or watching the little green man or whatever yep. virtual queue they have this year. Yep. Sweating bullets. And if we're trying to get the sorcerer tickets, it's going to be so easy because we're going to be sitting next to each other and we can figure out how to make that work. Too bad that you can't physically go to Anaheim Convention Center <laughs> since we're and right just there. stand in line and buy it. Yeah. yeah, like remember back in the day for like concert tickets and stuff, you could do that. Yeah, people would camp out yeah. in the box office. Oh my gosh, I would totally do that for a sorcerer ticket about now. I would. Too, um, yeah. Yeah. One of my friends, Laura, just asked. Actually, she's like, "Are you guys trying for the sorcerer pass?" And I was like, and immediately I was like, "Oh, I can't afford it." But then I was like. Wait, like this year out of any year, we should get it because you also don't have to like sit around thousands of people that possibly could be sick. <laughs> so, right, like, right. If any time my health and my fandom <laughs> need to get the sorcerer back. It's, it's a good time to splurge for it because, yeah, it's a little bit more VIP in the way that, like you said, you get your own lounge. Like if you like an airport lounge, is that your vibe? You would love something like this sorcerer totally yeah. yep and if you like sleep <laughs> you in like general sleep. And, you like sleep. and a good view because you have reserved seats which is always mm -hmm. nice 
yeah, it is, I can't necessarily say it's worth the money, but you know what I mean? Because it's so expensive, but like, it's just one of those treat yourself moments that it like, it feels worth it because you just, oh, it's a lot to do a convention, especially over 40. <clears throat> Excuse me for me, at least. <laughs> Excuse me, I just turned 40. Thank oh, you. that's right. You're 40 now too. <laughs> Wait, but that's not over 40. It depends. On your point. <laughs> Fine. Actually, I think it is because I was looking at some like HR laws and there's a lot of stuff applicable to age 40 and over, which is considered yep. over yep. 40. Yep, starts at 40. Fine. Yep. Fine. Fine. <laughs> but I just realized that today before we started recording, I was like, oh my God, Mike is going to be here when these go on sale. That's going to be crazy. So We'll have to record our experience with that or something. Yes. It'll be and fun. everybody, wish us luck because we want to get these sorcerer tickets. It also helps us find all the cool stuff that we want to share with you, all the panels, all of the expo booths. So hopefully we can get, pack as much in with that pass. Right. Is there like a Disney version of the Care Bear Stare? That's what we need right now. Ooh, I don't know. We need everyone to stick their maybe pirate bellies instead of Care Bear <laughs> bellies out. <laughs> And wish us luck. And push it out. Shoot <laughs> it off into the universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one other thing I wanted to mention, because I know we're going to be talking about some controversy later. Um, I just thought this was so funny. I wanted to share it. They just had a run Disney event that was really big deal over this last weekend. And did you see a sign that I think a few people even had? I don't think it was just one person. Does it sound familiar at all? No, Have it doesn't seen this? sound familiar. Some person had a sign that says run Disney, right? Because that's what the event is called. But it said run Disney better than JPEG. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was so clever. And I was just laughing away when I saw that. But that's good. Um, a lot of that's... people are sharing it. It's gotten really popular. And There's a, <laughs> a specific guy that, that did one of the signs that's getting a lot of FaceTime for it. So pretty funny. Um, and I just hope Chapeco wasn't involved with D23. Oof. That is funny yeah. too. Um, cause Bob Iger just recently formally, he's no longer a Disney employee, right? He right. stepped down as chairman and he has the whole world at his fingertips, whatever he wants to do. But, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. There I were a lot of those like rumors and things. had anything to do with it. Remember how it started rumoring really loud, that he was going to come back. Oh, could and he's be. like, no, hold on. I'm washing my hands he's right like, now. I promise I'm done with that job. <laughs> I'm done with that job. Hey, it looks like our special guest is here. I think that's Scott. What? Scott, the Disneylanders? <gasps> Welcome, Scott, to the Disney Holic Show. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jen and Mike. How are you doing tonight? We are doing great. And I just want to say, Scott... Thank you for coming. You are a Disney influencer. You are an amazing Disney dad and an overall lifesaver. So we are so thankful Literally. to have you here. Well, thank Literally you for having lifesaver, me. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and we will talk more about that later. But first, I thought it would be fun to talk real quick about how we met. Because I'm just going to wear this as a badge of, like, cool kid badge. Because I thought <laughs> something different happened when we met. So in your recollection, Scott, how did you and I meet? So, as you may recall, I was an avid uh, Dateline Nostalgia listener, and I would listen to your podcasts uh, religiously. And uh, the uh, Nostalgia was, was having a weekend, uh, the wildest weekend in the wilderness or something to that effect. And uh, 
you and Nicole were there. Uh, so that's how we linked up. And then uh, with Mike, I remember we met, I, him and I met when uh, Galaxy's Edge was opening in the wee hours oh, of the morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Awesome. So I'm wearing it as a cool kid badge because I thought I met you because of your account. So it's kind of cool because we're both like Disney creators and we met each other through our own things. Yes. But I thought we were like, oh, my God, it's Disneylanders. And you're like, oh, my God, it's Tate Line Mouse Sound. Yes, totally. <laughs> I was totally fanboying over uh, you and Nicole. <laughs> that was so awesome. And I remember we got to give you a giveaway because you were one of our giveaway winners. That's correct. Which is really cool. Yes. So, yeah, I just thought that was so funny because I, I remember... I totally forgot that it had anything to do with you knowing who we were ahead of time, which I'm just not used to still. <laughs> but Mike, how did you? Oh, you met him at Galaxy's yeah, Edge. Yeah, that right? was fun. Like sitting out there, and the cast members were like so pumped that morning. Do you remember they would do like <laughs> yes. trivia and games with us? Yeah, it was a fun uh, morning, and that was a fun um, yeah, opening. That was a really I, I think we all got uh, buttons uh, that we became citizens of Disneyland. Oh uh, yeah, through, you're through right. the trivia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it was a it was a fun morning. It definitely and it was. it flew by. Like, you know, when you meet people and hang out, it just flies by. Absolutely. It does. And I think we've done so many Disney adventures since then together, which is so cool. Because we, I don't feel like, especially all three of us have known each other as a group in, for that long, but we've already seen each other so many times together. And that's just pretty unique, especially because we all live yeah. in very different places. We're not like down the street from Disneyland. Yeah. We're just like, hey, you want to have dinner? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like a little yeah. more complicated. Yeah, most recently we all met uh, for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Uh, and that was another day to remember. So yes, uh, glad to have those shared memories with both of you. Aw, us too, us too. All right, so Scott, I wanted to start off by talking about why you are a Disney-holic. How did it, like, what happened? Where did this come from? Have you always been? Did something happen a few years ago? Like, what's going on? Uh, well, so I am born and raised in California, and my father is from Southern California. So as a child, he would go to Disneyland often. Uh, we were living up in Northern California when I was younger, and he would take us as a family down to Disneyland every year. Uh, we would have a, a big summer trip, uh, you know, during school breaks. Uh, and then I kind of got away from the whole Disney thing for a period of time. And I met my current girlfriend, Fatima, and she was a big Disney-holic. So we became annual pass holders uh, shortly after we started dating in uh, 2016. And the rest is history, so to speak. <laughs> Yes, I love, this is another backwards thing. I always thought you got hurt into Disney, but then when I found out that it's quite the opposite, which That's is correct. so cool. Yeah. Same, I was thinking that too for some reason. <laughs> Scott love is that. a whole lot of Disney, and you have an account on Instagram called the Disneyland Nurse. That's correct. And can we want to know about it. So you've come a long ways, and I think when I met you, your um, you only had about, well, not only because it's a lot, <laughs> but you had about 10,000 followers at the time and you're like sure. nearing 60K already. Sure. And it was sure. only a little bit ago. So can you tell us a little bit about your account and like the history of it and where it came from? Yeah. So like I was saying, when we became annual pass holders in 2016, I would, uh, my Instagram posts would become, were more and more Disney related. So uh, in the summer of 2017, I decided to change my Instagram handle to the Disneyland nurse. And, 
you know, I was going to the park uh, probably once a month, uh, posting regularly, and uh, I guess the rest just kind of fell into place. Um, I would, you know, when I first started the account, it was more like informational uh, pieces about Disney, and then as I've kind of grown, it's become more meme-based and opinion-based. So uh, that's where I'm at today, I would say. And your account's name is Disneyland, or the Disneyland Nurse. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's just bringing my career with my love for Disney. Um, you know, especially, I mean, it didn't, it didn't intend to be this way, but during the pandemic, uh, you know, merging Disney and nursing and kind of blending those two has kind of helped provide information to park growers that are interested in, you know, what's going on in the parks as far as, um, you know, safety precautions. So, uh, but yeah, just basically uh, the handle came from my love of Disney and my background as a nurse. So I've been a nurse for over 10 years now. Wow. Nice. Um, I did realize that because I've also met quite a few other nurses through you. Um, and I'm friends with all of them on Instagram. And now I have all this help during COVID, which I didn't realize was a bonus <laughs> yeah. of being friends with you. But it was actually really cool to get just like see the inside scoop on what's going on in the hospitals. It helped me really like kind of open the doors a little bit for me to see like what's really going on and really kind of get this other aspect of how things are going, which is really did change a lot about the way I was thinking during that time. So. Thank you and all the other nurses for all of your super hard, incredibly hard work and still going on still, incredibly yeah, hard yeah. work. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So while we're talking about the history of your account, do you have any like milestone moments or things that like changed throughout the time of, of you having this account that you wanted to talk about? Um, so I would say when I started to, um, shift over into doing memes and being more opinion, pa opinion based, that's kind of when my account took off, I would say, um, some of the, um, so I had posts during the pandemic, I would, I did the series of posts where I would take an existing Disney attraction and then try and replace it with something that I came up with. And a lot of people like really latched on to that. And, you know, people have strong opinions about their favorite attractions. So it got that banter going back and forth. I don't necessarily base a, a, um, a, a successful post on the number of likes I get. I base it on the number of comments that I get. Mm. Kind of something that can engage in dialogue and discussion. So, but Yeah, that. I think that's one of the unique pieces of your account is you get a lot of chatting activity like i see a lot of the disney influencers that make a post they get tons of likes and people will share but there's not much conversation going on and i feel that your account really gets conversations started whether it's just like your own armchair imagineering or like real like things that are happening in the real world that need to be um, kind of conveyed to Disney fans as well. Absolutely. So I love that. I love yeah. that side of your account. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I remember the shift too. Like I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> over here. Um, and what, do you have any of your favorite posts of those, like more controversial ones yeah. or opinion based? 
Yes, I was going back through my feed today, uh, and I was going through to see which one had the most comments. And by far, I think this one had over 1,500 comments. It was, it was a post about Splash Mountain should change to Princess and the Frog attraction. And this was before Disney officially announced it. it was, oh, wow. It was something that I thought of. And, yeah, obviously people have a strong affinity for Splash Mountain and whether it should be changed or not. So uh, that was probably my most controversial post i would say with the most amount of comments i've ever received do you feel like the the way people are reacting to your idea versus when they started reacting later to the actual news was it the same same type of um, uh i think yes i would say it's the same type of pushback uh maybe maybe a little less so um seeing as how disney usually does a great job um taking old attractions and when they make these changes, they make it, you know, it, it becomes something better. So right. I think maybe the blowback has been a little less, possibly because we haven't heard much news about it lately. So, uh, but yeah, when I first posted that, it, it just, the comments exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I mean, we all got to see it in real time later too. So everyone listening that may not be a follower already, which if you guys aren't, you need to be, go follow him now. But um we all got to see it in like the other Disney news too. So it's crazy to think about how you did that ahead of time. That's really funny. Was that just like, where, where did that come from? That just like, Uh, Oh, that would be a cool idea. Was it just like as easy as that? You know, I think I saw a piece somewhere on the Disney, you know, somewhere in the, somewhere out there. I don't even remember it was where it was. It was an article maybe mentioning, uh, Oh, you know, I know what it was. I saw somebody do a YouTube video. They laid the track of Princess and the Frog over Splash Mountain, a ride through. Oh. So that's when I'm like, ah, that's a good, that's going to be a good post. That's cool. Oh my gosh. I wonder if that person is also like, oh my God, they, that was my idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That's funny. Um, I do have to say you have um, definitely stirred the pot quite a bit of times on your account and it is so much fun going down the down the journey with you sure um but i have to say i also pretty much agree with everything you say would you say the same thing mike pretty much yeah pretty much like all the things he says i'm like yeah Yeah. i get that like um and we all know your favorite attraction from uh being fans of your account is autopia oh love autopia Love Autopia, yes. number one. Would never get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> not in a heartbeat, you guys. Not in a heartbeat. Um, was that another controversial post at some point? Uh, yes, I think. I posted that Autopia was the worst ride in Disneyland. And, yeah. you know, you, ha- you, ha- you have your um, people that love the original Disney rides and would never change a thing. And then you have your your fans that, oh, let's also change Autopia over to Tron, just like Magic Kingdom is doing. So, you know, you have your your detractors and your the people that agree with you. So the love like the um purists, right? The was purists. that what it was? Yes. Thank the you. Purists Wait, and so I the think this, this might be lost on me. So is it sarcastically your favorite ride or is it really your favorite ride? <laughs> no, sarcastically. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, cause... In fact, we always try to get him to go on Autopia when we're at the park. <laughs> yes. <It's> like... 
<laughs> um, so I went ahead and took some, like I wrote some down that you had posted, and I wanted to talk about them real fast. So okay. we have another fun one that you'd posted. It said, meet Bob Chapek, Disney's newest villain. <laughs> That's funny. I had screenshot that one as well as being one of my <laughs> my most controversial posts. Uh, yeah, so so we all know how Bob Chapek has kind of come in and took the Disney company by storm. And I I just made a list of 10 things that have happened since Bob Chapek took the reins of the Disney company. Um, so that got a lot of people talking, you know. So some of the things that have happened since Mr. Chapek has taken over, we've had the, the removal of the Fast Pass and the change over to Genie Plus, which is a, a highly controversial topic. We've had mm-hmm. the closure of Disney stores around the country, which is probably for me, probably one of the hardest things that has been taken away from us since he took, took over. Um, we've had uh, some restaurants at Disneyland close, such as Steakhouse 55 and the PCH Grill at Paradise Pier. Uh, we've had no more Magical Express at Disney World. That just mm-hmm. left us on January 1st. You don't get free magic bands any longer with a Disney World stay. Um, and then we've had really high prices on some merchandise and after hours events. So just some of the things that have occurred since uh, JPEG has taken over. Yeah, I, I would say this is another one of those posts where I'm like, Yep. <laughs> Disney villain. <laughs> Since you have a pretty big audience, like probably a whole wide range of people who like Disney a lot like us and then who are just on the peripheral and enjoy your post. So do you think people start to know who these executives are because they follow you? Uh, possibly, but I think most of my followers are pretty diehard Disney fans. Die hard. Cool. Yeah, so <laughs> they know they know who you know, Chapek and tomorrow <laughs> and, and all these big names are. That's interesting. So when I, um, first met you to be completely transparent before Dateline Mouse Touch, actually before Nicole, not even just the previous podcast I did, like I didn't really know about Disney influencers. I didn't like, I just didn't, I followed like mice chat and stuff online and then I just kind of went to the parks. I didn't realize that there was this whole, like, other breed of Disney fans. And, like, it kind of reopened the doors to Disney fandom and for me. And so it kind of, like, was just this next level of it. Because I had already done so much through events and Mice Chat and D23 and stuff like that. But I just didn't even know this. So you were actually one of the first Disney influencer accounts that I was introduced to. So when I met you... I was very excited, but then also I was learning what Mike had just said. Like, I remember seeing certain Disney influencers that I was adding at the time writing things about this, and I was like, do other people care about this stuff? Like, it was kind of that feeling, because I was like, I didn't realize there's, like, a bunch of people that would know who Bob Chapek is, and I just thought that was so cool to now know that, for instance, your account, almost 60,000 followers, probably all get it, and that's just, like... So cool to see how big your own community is, right? Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, you also had another post that said, Breaking news, masks to no longer be required at Disneyland beginning tomorrow, June 15th. And I think that was maybe 
not as controversial, but more celebratory. Was it? Did it feel like that, or did it also feel like? Yeah, that was huh? that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, just this past June when they lifted the mask requirement. Yeah, I think uh, for me as a nurse, um, it felt good because we were at a kind of a lull of COVID. We, you know, people were getting vaccinated. We didn't have these crazy spikes in cases. The hospitals were able to go about their normal business. Um, so I think it was kind of like a. Yeah, it was just a post where we were saying like, yes, we, we've made it this far. Like, we're doing good. Let's keep it up. And then and then just like what, <laughs> three days ago, four days ago, I, I posted uh, something that said, make masks mandatory again at Disneyland. And of course, you know, you have the, the, the people who don't agree with masks or don't think that COVID is as serious as it is. Uh, come onto your posts and and tell you that uh, you're instilling fear and um, and that this is just a cold, so to speak. But you know, uh, as a healthcare professional, it's important for us to be able to take care of the folks that that are coming to the hospital for other reasons than COVID. So um, that's a really good point to bring up more often. Yeah. That- I mean, that isn't said enough. And I think it's like April 2020. My husband, Jerry, had kidney stones and we couldn't even go in. They had to treat him outside in the ambulance. And it was so weird. It was just a weird time. Wow. Yeah, no, I guess I, it still is. I was just going to mention that. So I think uh, on Friday, my hospital just reverted back to a no visitor policy. So mm. unless for uh, it's a very special circumstance, they are not allowing any family members into the hospital right now. You've bringing, you're bringing a lot of like nursing to Disney, but how much of Disney is in your nursing like day to day? Like, do you wear cute scrubs? Like, tell us about that. Uh, unfortunately, we have to wear a standard issue uniform, but oh. my badge reel, it is Baby Yoda. And uh, yeah, so I do get a few, uh, you know, di- I'll have some patients that know who uh, Grogu is and they'll say like, that's super cute. But uh, generally, you know, it's it's business when I'm at work. No, not much <laughs> Disney happening unless I have a fellow. I'm like the Disney guy at work. So I have fellow coworkers who will ask me what's what's happening at Disneyland and ask for uh, help, maybe planning a trip or something like that. Cool. Go to Disney planner. Yes. You don't charge them. I should. Travel agency. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so another fun thing that you have been doing in the past on your account is you have created um, events to do, or like you've had the ability to get together large groups of people. Um, and do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the things you've done in the past? Yeah, so one of them uh, included you actually in uh, early 2020. Yeah, 2020. Man, how time flies. Uh, <laughs> Right before the pandemic hit in January, we did a VIP tour at Disneyland. Uh, I was able to wrangle up 20 people, and we did an amazing VIP tour. Um, shout out to Philander and Amy, who are were yes. our t- tour guys that day. Uh, definitely was a day that I, I probably won't forget, and hopefully everybody else on the tour uh, doesn't either. And We were able to experience the Lily Bell that day. That's the first time I had been in it, and um, they gave us 
Mickey Mouse ear hats at the end of it. And that was such a cute surprise. Yeah, uh, we learned a lot of uh, information about Disneyland that I think many of us didn't know about. Um, That's impressive. But yeah. that group didn't know about some of these things. Can you request your host? Like, did you get to request Philander? Uh, you are technically not able. You can request them, but you're not guaranteed to, to get them. Okay. Because Philander and I kind of have a, a relationship or friendship. He knew that we were coming that day. And I think he's probably able to, like, sign himself up for this tour. Right. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually, I have another VIP tour set up for uh, later this month in January. And once again, there'll be 20 of us going out. So I am excited to to do another one. Nice. Um, And I also think there's something even bigger happening a little bit later. Yeah, did did you hear? I think I heard. (laughs) Am I invited? You are absolutely invited. Yeah, so... uh, I, I wanted to create a day for, um, well, it's really for anybody, but especially medical personnel to uh, kind of de-stress and relax and have a day at the park. So I created something called Disney Nurses Day. It's going to be an event uh, that takes place on April 28th. Um, it's starting at Disneyland. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of fun events that happen, some giveaways, photo opportunities. Maybe we'll do a ride together. You know, it's an event similar to like a Dapper Day or um, any of those type of events. Uh, just just a fun day to, to de-stress after all that we've been through over the last two years. That's awesome. Um, I remember when you posted, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so genius. Another unofficial Disney fan day. And like, I don't think it's been done yet, but this is like extra special because I think that if anybody deserves a Disney day right now, it's you guys. Oh, well, so thank you. I think it's really, really good timing for that. Um, and I am really excited. I think I'm going to come and invite myself, even though you just told me I'm invited. <laughs> and I'm going to come to the party and just thank everybody all day long. <laughs> oh, well, we, we, we would love to have you and <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I've, I've, had somebody create a logo for the day and then i've had another shop uh, help me out with making t-shirts and i've sold a bunch of t-shirts so we're all going to be dressed in our nurses day shirts so uh, we will be out there in full force wow remember this moment because i predict this is going to become huge every year i I really hope it does i really think it is yeah i mean i don't know why disney doesn't do something like this for you know not just nurses but for other service industries like policemen, firemen, you know, you name it. Uh, something that they should do. So. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, for all of you who may be interested in Nurses Day, uh, we will also be coming back to this at the end of the show. But for now, Mike has a little game for us to play. I do. But first I want to ask, there was another group thing you organized, which was genius at Avengers Camping Opening. <laughs> I didn't participate, but what did you do with the food, which is normally hard to eat? <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so on uh, Avengers Campus opening day, they um, they at this at Pam's Test Kitchen they have this sandwich. Um, it's a hundred dollars each. I forget the name of it. Oh, the Pimini it's sandwich. The pimini. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So they they have the regular version that's just like a slice, and then they have this gigantic sandwich. I think it's like 10 slices and it's a hundred dollars each. So I got a group of 30 people together 
and I bought three one hundred dollar <laughs> sandwiches, and we all we all shared, and uh, it, it was also a great time. And uh, yeah, I you know people were like wide eyed, like they couldn't believe that this table ordered three of those sandwiches. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So oh, and that was a second challenge. First of all, wrangling 30 people to eat a sandwich together, but then also finding tables for 30 people <laughs> yeah. to eat yeah, sandwiches yeah. together. That was definitely hard. <laughs> that day was so crazy. It really was. It was. It was. Um, all right. So I do have a game for you, Scott. It's called This or, De- this or That. We do this from time to time, but this is going to be Disney Parks edition. Ooh, and I so I'm going to present you with two things, and you're going to tell us which one you think is better by your own definition. Okay. And then, of course, us Disneyholic show co-hosts will jump in if we agree, disagree, and, and say whatever we want to say back. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> here we go. Let's start with an easy one. This or that, Hollywood Studios or California Adventure? Uh, I'd have to go with California Adventure just because that's my, my home park. Home park. Yeah, and I, and Hollywood Studios has a lot of the things that... Um, Disneyland and DCA have. So, yeah, I would, I would give the nod to DCA. Would you like to see Hollywood Studios turn more into DCA-like, or is it do you like how it is right now? No, I like it how it is right now. Yeah. I, I think it's, you know, I love that Tower of Terror is still around in yeah. Hollywood Studios. Um, I do miss it at DCA, but uh, going back to like Splash Mountain and and changing it over, I think the Imagineers did a wonderful job changing it over to Mission Breakout. So, yes, they did. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Mike? I love the uh, the overlay of Guardians, and I would say I like DCA also better. There's something more charming about it, and and cohesive even though dca is very not cohesive relative to hollywood studios it feels more cohesive (laughs) yeah totally i would say hollywood studios has more of a fighting chance that they still had a backlot tour that made it feel a little more separate right from the other types of parks um now it's like i still feel it's like a half day park so i would definitely go with dca however i wouldn't have probably gone with dca 10 plus years ago right because it was still not much going on in that park at the time so that was also a half day park (laughs) it was for a while Um, all right it's got star tours or millennium falcon smugglers run oh so this has actually been one of my posts in the past i would i would give the nod to star tours actually um they just celebrated its 35th anniversary yesterday uh, and I, I prefer Star Tours because of the randomization of the scenes that you get, whereas you go into Smuggler's Run and you know what you're going to do each and every time. So. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. The, the Smuggler's Run feels like like a video game that you like and you just keep replaying, where the other one feels like you're in this ship that's taking you on tours and you don't know where you're going to go. Absolutely. I want to take, I mean, this isn't the question. It's this or that. But I'm just going to go haywire and say <laughs> that I want Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run with the videos of Star Tours instead. Because I love the aesthetic and the cue and the, like, Hondo and all that stuff is so cool that I wouldn't want to give that up. 
But then again, C-3PO on the Star Speeder with <laughs> R2 is really good too. And so is the Hidden Mickey. And so, the, oh, okay, yeah. fine. I don't know. But overall, I guess this or that, hanging from a cliff, I'd pick Star Tours also. Hopefully we're all right and someday they're going to start putting some randomizer in there. It's just a digital screen, right? So yeah. they could technically put new games in there. So I think I was quite surprised that it wasn't like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Web Slingers or Midway Mania? Uh, this is a tough one, but I think I will give the nod to Web Slingers just based on the technology. Um, the technology without having to use any kind of apparatus to shoot webs is pretty incredible. Um, it is really cool. But if I have to wait more than like 45 minutes for Web Slingers, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Does that and mean I'm, you uh, would for Midway Mania? Uh, no, probably about yeah. the same. And yeah. I definitely <laughs> wouldn't buy the new uh, uh, Lightning Lane for Web Slingers either, especially when it's like $18 or yeah. whatever they're charging now. Absolutely not. <laughs> How is Web Slingers just as exhausting as Midway Mania is what I want to know. They've yeah. completely changed yeah. what you do on the ride, yet it is still ex- just as exhausting, <laughs> which is after. so funny, yeah. right? All out of breath and your arms are sore. Like it's the exact same feeling coming off the boat, like either of them. Yeah. Okay, but, next, yeah. I think I know the answer to this, but I still want to present it. So okay. it's Frozen Ever After or Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. <laughs> uh, you know, R- Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar film. Uh, this is a tough one, honestly. Ooh, wow. I didn't think I was going to stump you on this one. So ride-wise, <laughs> I think I would give the nod to Frozen Ever After. But, nice. uh, you know, there's something about Remy and Emil and the the cast of Ratatouille that uh, just has me coming back each and every time. So, yeah, but I think overall I would actually say Frozen because, I don't know, there's something about going backwards and I was going to say, is it the just, let it go moment? Because like, I just got chills just thinking hits about me, it. Right? In the, the yeah. core. It's so epic, right? They don't have an epic moment in uh, Remy's Ratatouille adventure. Right. That's a Do good you remember point. when we were in Disney World and the ride broke down on that part where you're going backwards? Yeah. And your daughter, I think, yeah. or maybe both your daughter and son had not been on it yet. I was like, well, we need to do it again yeah. because you need to have it like flow oh, yeah. correctly because that was the big epic scene. Ruined. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Like, There's something Disney. about Frozen Ever After too, because it's in a in an old infrastructure. It feels older. It feels like it's been there for a while, yeah. like the other storybook rides. Absolutely. Versus Very Ratatouille true. smells like a new car or bread at the end. You like still yeah. smell the paint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, test track or Radiator Spring Racers? Oh, that's easy. We have to go with Radiator Springs Racers. Uh, you know, it's incredible theming. Um, from the animatronics they use to, you know, the, the Cadillac mountain range. It's just amazing yep. what they did. Although I will say I do love being able to create your car and, you know, kind of compete with other people uh, on test track. That's a lot of fun. But uh, I, I will definitely say that Radiator Springs gets the nod. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You don't like seeing the parking lot outside? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> true. oh, my gosh. Didn't we notice, Jen, that... The, the parking lot area that you zoom by now has cars, like the sponsor's cars 
like uh, like is it Pontiac? Uh, I or think one you of told those? me about that, but I didn't see that. <laughs> it's uh, so Chevrolet, weird. I think. It's it's like as if you could see it anyways. But I just thought that was hilarious. They love a, a sponsor moment there at Disney. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, flicks, flyers, or emotional whirlwind. Uh, well, they're essentially the same ride, but I would say uh, Flix Flyers, uh, based on the theming of the land surrounding the attraction. Yeah. I mean, Emotional Whirlwind, you're kind of just underneath Incredicoaster, and there's nothing really happening around it. It's just kind of a concrete jungle back there, whereas flicks flyers there was a lot going on in that area so i would i would say flicks flyers and also i love the music of a bug's life oh i always get that weird feeling when i walk by emotional whirlwind i'm like oh yeah like this is over here in the corner yeah. like it just feels <laughs> yeah. so like shoved away it does <laughs> like... <laughs> it does indiana jones and the temple of the forbidden eye or dinosaur <laughs> If anybody says dinosaur, I'll be <laughs> highly disappointed. Uh, Indiana Jones, of course. I mean, it was a groundbreaking attraction when it opened uh, back in 1995. And still to this day, it's, uh, I mean, when you say, what's the first ride you're going to do at Disneyland? Uh, probably a quarter of the people are going to run to Indy. Um, it's just, I mean, the the queue of that ride is so elaborate and, there's so much to look at and whereas dinosaur i mean you know the the two are exactly the same track but there's just no comparison yeah and indiana jones is still one of those rides where if i'm bringing someone to the park who hasn't been or hasn't been in a while like you have to get them on that and then their yeah. mind's still blown like yeah it's like this show off one right yeah. even though it's pretty old now it's just so weird to think about very weird. But it's like, ha, look at what we have to share. I still remember going when it was opened as a kid with those AT&T translator cards. It was a different time then. And yeah. we'd have to stay in the the queue. You'd go through the whole thing. Standing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Before Fast Pass and everything. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good point you bring up, Scott, because I never really thought about like all the main like attractions. I think there might only be... Well, now Rise of the Resistance. So I guess there are four now that people run to, right? Is yeah. there, I would say Space Mountain, Peter Pan, Indiana Jones, and Rise. Yeah, I would say that. Do you guys true. agree? Yeah. Mm. May, yeah. Maybe some people run to Pirates. I don't, you know, maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, people I like me would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say those four are probably the ones that most people run to first thing in the morning. So I'm the or only splash one. splash if it's summertime. Oh, Splash, yeah, if it's hot. <laughs> I'm probably the only one running to Storybook Land Canal boats then. <laughs> hey, but if you do, you can be the first person on the books. Ooh, and the line gets really long midday. It does. Um, no, I don't know what you're talking about. What book? Oh, they have a book that the very first guest gets to sign every day. Stop it. On Storybook Land Oh, my Land God, Canal that's books. like what i need to do that's perfect but we have to get up early for that so <laughs> yeah and then i'll go back and might go not happen <laughs> <laughs> or stay up late depending on your point of view oh there you go okay <laughs> uh, so speaking of this or that storybook land canal boats or it's a small world uh it's a small world of course uh it's an iconic disney attraction um and more specifically, it's a small world holiday. I mean, there's just something magical mm. when they turn on those those lights uh, during the holiday time. Um, 
just beautiful, uh, done by uh, Mary Blair and uh, Alice Davis, just incredible. The you, know, you see something different every time you go in. It's a small world, and uh, you know that song never gets old. <laughs> Said everyone on the planet. Yeah, um, Mike, I'm actually really curious of your answer because I know Storybook is one of your absolute favorites, but Splash or er, Splash Mountain, Small World is so classic. So I, I would just that's say actually a hard one. Hands down, Canal Boats. <gasps> um, okay, <laughs> all right. Because I I feel like I mean I have such a wild imagination. So if I want to turn it on and pretend I'm there and like seeing all these little kingdoms it feels so real and like i like the miniatures um and the the songs actually change throughout the ride <laughs> versus small world uh, but yeah i mean small world <laughs> is a classic icon and i feel like i respect it for that but not my favorite ride do you know what they were going to do for the music in small world before it came to fruition is this the languages thing yeah they were going to have all the different countries sing their national anthems, and they realize it's just like a huge clusterfuck, and they're like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> just mashing up together for days. Yeah. Uh, Would that be right. better or worse? We don't know. Here's a controversial one. <laughs> Haunted Mansion Disneyland or Haunted Mansion Disney World? Uh, Mansion Disneyland, for sure. Mm. Uh, you know, it's the original the uh, facade of the actual mansion, in my opinion, is 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 better than Disney World's version. Uh, we have Hatbox Ghost, which mm. Disney World doesn't, so uh, we have that, and we also have <laughs> Haunted Mansion Holiday, which Disney World doesn't. That's um, a really good point to bring yeah. up. I don't think I've ever heard anybody actually use that in a fight for the between the two, and that is a huge <laughs> point. Yeah. Uh, I do. I I don't have anything wrong with uh, Mansion and Disney World. They do have that added scene in the beginning with the staircases, which is pretty cool. Um, but other than that, and then oh, another big one is uh, in Disneyland the elevator. The um, oh yeah, goes, it's it actually goes up and down, whereas the one in Disney World, uh, you know, you don't. It's not an actual elevator. It's just the stretching room is going up instead of down. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I would agree with that, too, because the theming is also more relevant. The New Orleans to this mansion versus, what is it, Liberty Square? Yeah. And then the mansion's there in, like, the Americana place. Jen, I know your answer to this, but tell us more about your answer. <laughs> oh, do you? What do you think my answer is? Disneyland. Okay. Well, you're right. But I often do flip-flop between the two because... There is something a little extra about the Disney World one. Um, there's just a few things, like for instance, the hitchhiking ghosts at the end, how they're like kind of interactive-ish almost. I didn't know that. See, I'm confusing that. I didn't know Yeah, that. so they're behind the, the mirror and then you see them as if they're in the um, Doom buggy with you, but the oh. ones in Disney World are digital, which doesn't look as good because it's digital. But they do really fun things, and they like will take off your head and like swap heads with you, and like, um, and I thought that was really cool technology, and I do like their cue there. Although, like I I'm don't with know, Scott, it sounds like you're fanning out about the Disney World one right now. No, it is really good. I actually <laughs> used to be like really snobby about it, and like whatever the Disneyland one is the best because it's mine. Everything else can kiss it. But then like I started really thinking about it and they do have some things that are really nice and kind of extra than Disneyland. 
But Scott, since you've now said the Haunted Mansion holiday, which for some reason I just always in my brain have completely separate. Like it's not even the same thing. They're like two different things, even though they're not. <laughs> so like that alone takes the cake. But I am also with you 100% on the facade. So a lot of people really like the Disney World facade better because it looks more like a Haunted Mansion, right? But I think that's what's fun about our Haunted Mansion in Disneyland is that it doesn't feel like that going in it's like pretty it's very landscaped and very clean and then you go in and all of a sudden you're in this like old scary victorian mansion and all the things going on the parties and whatnot so i just i really like you know it has to be ours i've, I've been obsessed with this since i was like five years old <laughs> yeah but I, it's I a do tough love one the, scott you mentioned that staircase scene i love that one because it reminds me of labyrinth the movie do you yes. remember that? Yeah. Every time Aww. I go through that room, I think of it. David Bowie with his crystal ball walking upside down. Um, oh, my God, right. Next one. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or Pinocchio's Daring Adventure? Oh, journey? Excuse you. <laughs> Wait. Is it Daring Journey? <laughs> Pinocchio's Daring Journey. <laughs> I would have to say Mr. Toad. I don't really have a good reason for it. Uh, I, I like how you end in hell. Oh my god, that, I love that, it. That's, <laughs> that's just like the end of the ride. Yeah. Uh, I really like that it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like that really just makes a big difference that but, you're in hell and it's hot. But <laughs> right? with that being said, I would not be sad to see Mr. Toad take an exit out of Fantasyland. <gasps> Controversy. Wait, so why would you be okay with that? Because it's so small. So, like, what would you want to re-put there? Because there's not much room. Uh, I, I I thought maybe, like, a Tangled attraction would be cool. Um, oh, I would like a Tangled. Get out of here, But not as a swap. Yeah, I'd like a Tangled, but not instead of. <laughs> <laughs> Just in addition to. In addition to. But we can expand okay. back behind Storybook Land Canal Boats, have, like, a Tangled area. Yeah, that would that be. Where that theater is, get rid of it. Let's put more rides there. I totally agree with that. The Fantasyland Theater needs to go. Yeah, it's yeah. not especially the, Especially now that they're not using it for any shows. Right, yeah, any at all. <laughs> Videopolis, Videopolis. I can never say it right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Carousel of Progress or Country Bears Jamboree? Uh, Shoot. <laughs> That's a hard uh, one for me. I would say Carousel of Progress. Mm. Just because I think it means uh, a lot to my girlfriend and I. It was, uh, we both love the music from Carousel of Progress. Um it's just it's just a classic another classic disney attraction you know it's from the 1964 world's fair it meant a lot to walt disney um whereas country bears is relatively new compared to that i think that was at magic kingdom it was a opening day attraction maybe 1971 um so i think i'm going to give the nod to carousel of progress just because it personally it means more to me than country bears does and uh based on the fact that uh, Walt Disney was around when it was uh, created. Jen said, you, you said that was going to be hard. What would you say? That is a hard one for me. So um, I'm going to call Scott out because he said he likes it because of the music. You mean the one song? <laughs> one? <laughs> Meanwhile, yes. Country Bear Jamboree is over there singing their damn hearts out <laughs> with all the ballads. concert. <laughs> yeah, and they have multiple different ones they do too. Not even one show all the time. 
but I am a huge Carousel of Progress fan, so I can't even choose between these two, to be honest. I would just cry either way. <laughs> I don't think I could pick one. More pressure. More pressure, Jen. One of them has to go. It's weird because they kind of like feel very similar, but they're so different at the same time. Like They're both like a show. but And then that spinning theater thing is really cool. <laughs> but the bears. Oh, my God. I love the bears. But one of them has to go. What would you do? Fuck. Um... Oh my god, you guys, I really don't know. I <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say Carousel of Progress can go because then it'll reopen in Disneyland anyway. Gasp. Okay. Because we Fair. lost Country Bears and they have it, so they can have one oh, and we get okay. together. That, so, no, that makes so sense. here's a question. Do you think Carousel of Progress needs to be updated? Mm, the last scene. Again, at purest, least. Just the last. Yeah, the purest of me, no. But they're doing what we're literally doing, Mike, right now. They're like playing <laughs> Oculus. I know. I, I was just thinking that. There's times where all of a sudden that scene makes sense and then outdated and then makes sense. Like the uh, the voice command refrigerator and things like that. That's now real. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with Mike. I think if they just kept updating the last scene, it would be good. Um, or adding. No, they can't add a scene. That doesn't make any sense. They'd have to like cut up all the sets and figure that out. But um yeah maybe just update the last because i think it's so classic and cute and we all love it the way it is yeah and i love that you know? walt disney connection that you mentioned scott like it feels like his hands are on it yeah you know? absolutely all right next question for you this or that an epcot area hotel at disney world or a magic kingdom area hotel like if they were to create another one or oh, like where would you prefer to stay one oh. of those things that are around magic kingdom easy to get to or easier to get to or walk to epcot okay well that's another difficult question <laughs> <laughs> so i have not stayed at the riviera but i've been there several times um and it's absolutely beautiful i love the skyliner um I love the food at Riviera, but I would go with an, a resort around Magic Kingdom uh, because I absolutely love the Polynesian. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there's something, you know, if I'm not going to Disneyland, I'm going to go to Hawaii. And there's something <laughs> about that tro- tropical vibe, um, you know, it being on the monorail line and uh, you have Trader Sam's there. Yes. And... Um, the food is just is great at uh, Polynesian, so I'm going to give the nod to uh, staying on a Magic Kingdom resort at a Magic Kingdom resort. Fair That's enough. a really great way to say it too, because like if it's not Disney, another like of almost everyone's second favorite attraction or place to go is Hawaii. So it's like you could do both in like with a ferry boat ride. <laughs> That's it. That's in between <laughs> yeah. the two, right? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I love that. And Magic Kingdom's so hard to get to if you're not staying near it. So that's also convenient, right? Yeah, definitely. Boat or monorail. Okay, so next is Fantasmic at Disneyland or Fantasmic at Disney World Hollywood Studios. So I've actually never seen the one at Hollywood Studios. So, <gasps> But I know of it, and I know that people prefer the one at Disneyland because, um, you know, at Hollywood Studios, it's kind of in an amphitheater, I, I, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think ours is much 
grander, I would say. You know, we have the Mark Twain. I think they have a little steamboat, maybe. Uh, so I would definitely give the nod to Fantasmic at Disneyland. That's fair. I Mike, think I know. aren't they adding a new scene or something, Jen, at the Disney World one? Yeah, they're adding some. I think a couple things to it when they reopen. But Mike, since you've seen both of them, which would you pick? Oof! Gosh, don't turn these back on me. These are for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a complicated question because I like the amphitheater style of Hollywood Studios. Just because I'm getting old and I can't like deal with all the like, trying to find a little spot to stand in, and <laughs> if you don't get the good spot, I'm just like stressed out. Whereas uh, at Disney World, you just sit, you hang out, and have a drink or ice cream, wait for the show to start, <laughs> and then and then there it is. But the story is much better at Disneyland. Um, it has a more clear narrative, whereas Disney World. It'll just like randomly throw Pocahontas and John Smith in the middle, and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and everything feels more fake, whereas, to your point, at Rivers of America, it's like on the river. It's right there. It's happening right there on this body of water that was already there before the show existed. So I got to give it to Disneyland. Totally. I think also the fact that they make you sit, which I hate because it's like the worst ground to sit as a cobblestone. You're sitting so uncomfortable. But the fact that you do sit, at least, you know, for the first chunk of it, it feels huge there because it's like just towering over you um, for most of the show. And it like especially when the Mark Twain comes out in the Columbia, like it's just very like big in comparison to sitting in stadium seating and looking down on it. It's two different, two right. very different things. Right. But I do want to see the one in Florida again because I now learned that Ariel gets covered by a tarp at the end. <laughs> she can't move and the fireworks are going off. And I just have to see that. Oh, I love seeing those things. Fantasmic, right? I I was eating at Country Bear once, or the, is that what it's called? Country Bear. Hungry Bear? Hungry Bear restaurant. And then you could see those phantasmic rafts, and they're all wearing black and hidden, and they board yes, them over there. so cool. It's so cool. Like behind-the-scenes tour, but you yeah. just have to eat a Hungry Bear late. <laughs> and they even like take the extra mile to cover themselves, right, like Ariel, so that you don't break the magic. And they don't right. need to if they didn't want to, but they do, and that's what we love about Disney. Yes. Um, all right, so I have a few food and beverage this or that questions. Avengers Campus or Galaxy's Edge? Oh, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Galaxy's Edge had one of my favorite items from 2021, the Black Calf Cold Brew Coffee, um, which I'm sure you all saw it on social media this year. It has the Cocoa Puffs on top, and it's got the the cream. I think they call it like a cream cheese, whatever. Uh, but it, it's super yummy. I could get that every time I go to Disneyland. Um, and then also, I love Docking Bay 7. It also has one of my favorite meals. Uh, it's the uh, the vegan option. It's the Felucian Kefta Garden Spread, which I highly recommend. Um, I'm not a big fan of the blue and green milk, so uh, that's not, and, and obviously Oka's Cantina. Uh, I, I like the, the food over in uh, Avengers Campus, but I just, would much prefer to go to Galaxy's Edge if I had the option. Fair enough. I haven't tried that cold brew yet, and I love cold brew, so I'm going to try that next time I'm over. That's both Disneyland, Disney World, Galaxy's Edge? 
No, I think it's exclusive to Disneyland. Ooh, okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that next time. All right. Food and beverage, Blue Bayou or San Angel Inn at Mexico Pavilion in Epcot? Uh, I would say, oh, this is a tough one. I've actually been to San Angel Inn. Um, I love Mexican food, so I'm going to give the nod to San Angel Inn. Yeah. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with Blue Bayou. It's just that Mexican food is my favorite, and uh, I've had some really good dishes there. You both went there, right, to to check out that 50th anniversary dessert? That yeah. crazy that cr- pyramid cake that <laughs> yeah. was so good. Like, it was unfair how delicious it was, because I've been actually craving it since, and <laughs> I can't just go back to Disney World, so... <laughs> You don't like Blue Bayou, right, Jen? Or for a while there was something wrong with the food that you didn't like? Yeah, it just wasn't really good for a while. It was definitely like 85% atmosphere is why I would ever go there. So I just, it, would, it was always when I took somebody new to the parks is when I would go back to Blue Bayou. It was like, they have to have a nice dinner at some point during this trip. And because it also feels like, like, you don't, I don't think they even have, do they even have like a nice restaurant in like uh what's its face magic mountain like is there oh, anywhere you can Flags? like go and decompress yeah um i don't know <laughs> what about universal while. universal yeah they they have stuff they have some but, okay but um, i feel like disneyland may have been one of the first to have that feeling of like having a nicer restaurant like yeah a fine dining like fine dining Yep. Yeah, so that's really cool. And it's like in Pirates, come on. Like, it's so cool. But I feel like a lot of food, people don't so even know it's real, the restaurant, until you tell yeah. them, right? <laughs> well, still, still, I had somebody not even that long ago talking about how their animatronics look like they're at a restaurant <laughs> or something. And I'm like, are you even for reals right now? <laughs> uh, Scott, I'm with you on the food. So ideally, I'd want the Pirates atmosphere of Blue Bayou, but Mexican food. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. A hot mess. Right. Like, if they actually did that, we would complain as fans that it's not cohesive. But right. I, it doesn't I'll take match it. the theming. <laughs> All right, another food and beverage, also coffee related, Starbucks or Joffrey's? Oh, hands down, Joffrey's. <gasps> hands down. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that they opened the uh, Joffrey's coffee cart in DCA recently. So we definitely make that a priority to to head to when we're there. But every time we go to Disney World, we we ignore Starbucks completely. It's Joffrey's <laughs> all the way. Oh, so there's Joffrey's now on the West Coast presence. There always has been Joffrey's. Oh. Uh, like if you were to go to say Carnation Cafe and just get like a cup of coffee, you're drinking Joffrey's coffee. Oh, interesting. But now now they've opened this. Uh, coffee cart in DCA with the Joffrey's name on it. So um, I think they're trying to kind of... I always thought it was like instant coffee or something. I thought it was like something really bad pre-Starbucks in Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Starbucks, the cafe used to be what? Like Nescafe or Nestle or wherever the Starbucks is Um, now on Main Street. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's what... Wasn't it like... Isn't that just like instant coffee or something really cheap? It's all... (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is um i think i'm open to joffrey's now because for a while scott they didn't have uh, any like plant-based milks and Mm -hmm. i can't do well with whole dairy but Mm -hmm. now i'm hearing they actually do have the alternatives now so i might give it a try yeah i I love me some oat milk so yeah exactly i'll have to try that too all right and the very final 
this or that, Disney Parks Edition, food and beverage, Gibson Girl ice cream, or Dole Whips at the Tiki Juice Bar? Oh, Gibson Girl ice cream, 100%. What do you like uh, there? It's, no, I'm just an ice cream fan. That's probably my favorite dessert. So, um, But my favorite is the peppermint ice cream during the holiday season at Gibson Girl. Ooh, I haven't had that. Uh, yeah, the peppermint sundae is out of this world. So, uh, you know, a Dole Whip. I, I will say the coconut Dole Whip in uh, Magic Kingdom. I think it's at Aloha Isle. Maybe that's what it's called. Uh, the coconut Dole Whip is the best. And unfortunately, they don't have it at Disneyland. So, um, Oh, I haven't had that. Interesting. Yeah. It does, does it have like a pina colada vibe to it? Like what? No, it's just coconut. straight coconut. Uh, I don't even know if they call it Dole Whip. I think it's more like coconut soft serve. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Gibson Girl over Dole Whip for me. Now I want I want both of those things, and Gibson Girl or any Disneyland ice cream is worth the dairy. <laughs> it just <laughs> it's worth it. It's got to prepare for it. There you go. Uh, well, that's this or that. Thank you for playing along, Scott. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, and before we let you go today, um, how can our listeners find you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Disneyland Nurse. And then for the Disney Nurses Day, you can find me also on Instagram at Disney Nurses Day. Oh, okay, so it has its own handle. Yeah, awesome. I have, I have that- created its own page. So uh, any information pertaining to Disney Nurses Day will be on that Instagram page. And when is that day again? It is April 28th. It's a Thursday. So I made it a Thursday because everybody's magic key would be mm. able to able to go that day. So Very I, thoughtful. Yes. Right. I wanted well, everybody everyone who's to be listening, included. if you're a nurse or you have nurses in your family or you have nurse friends, have them check it out. They should be there April 28th. You got it. April 28th. April 28th. All right. Well, that brings us to an end. So, Scott, would you help us on uh, wrapping the show up here? Yes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed episode 67 of the Disney Holics Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at the Disney Holics.com. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away